after a long hiatus, I'm back with a interview with the wonderful Angela Baker. Now, Angela is a potter based down in Broome, which is, or up in Broome, depending on which way you look at it, which is in Australia. Um, I was put in touch with her by um, Therese Tubman, who is someone I was on the um, Newland School of Art Studio Practice course, which I recently finished and was extremely good. And hopefully I'll be talking to more of the people I met there. But in this episode, we talk about pottery and painting and what causes us to not just do art, but um, encourage the doing of art in other people, which I think is quite a strong motivator for lots of people that I haven't previously covered. It's very interesting and um, Angela talks about lots of different techniques and motivations that have been with her throughout her life. So have a listen. I think you'll really enjoy it. So Angela, we've never met before, but I was put in touch with you by Therese. I know, my beloved Therese. So she describes herself as a protégé of yours. I know Therese because she was an artist I met on the Newlyn School of Art. How, how do you two, what's your relationship? Newlyn, when she, she and Will, Will her husband, have you met Will? Briefly, yes. Therese's husband? Yeah. Oh, okay. They worked for a year in Broome, and they, I think it drove Therese a little bit balmy. She came to me and she said, I need to do some something. People were driving me mad. So she'd come on a Thursday afternoon and she'd make pots. And that's how we started. And now it's become much more than a friendship. I've, I've given her um, things that my family, but also she shows me her work. And I think it's good because it's just, she's a very, very nice, not nice, that's the wrong word. I just like her very much. And that's yeah. how it started from originally in Broome, where she needed some little bit of therapy. She said, I really need to have something totally different from talking to women with bangles and, and Joe Gold chains on. So she'd yeah. come and she'd make her pots and her lovely sort of, she'd sit on the wheel and pot away and so on. She's now, she, and potting is a too complicated, not complicated in that rocket science, but it's, Mm. Um, it needs equipment. You yeah. can't just do it at the kitchen table like you. So, and painting has always been in the back of her, um, her, her being. She's she's drawn and so on. And now, I can see in the last say two, two years, she's really begun to look at stuff and yep. look. She's drawing and, and painting. Have you noticed how you knew her from Newland, didn't you? Yes, one of the interesting things about Newlyn is to, over the years, the year that we were there, to see how just just how much yeah. people have improved, not necessarily technically, although some of them have, um, but in terms of the yeah. confidence of what they feel they can produce and present. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's been really. Yeah. Nice. But I mean, what about you? So you do pottery, obviously, but what what does your work encompass? So. Oh. Uh, uh. Uh, sorry, what did my, what does my work encompass? So what kind repeat, of, please? Yeah, what kind of work do you tend to what do? What kind of work do I do? Yeah. Okay, I'll start right from the beginning. It may be a little bit boring. No, no, I'm from Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. um, I'm born in South Africa. And Dad said to me, 
you can go to England and if after a year you don't pass, um, you'll have to come home and be a secretary or something. I went to Hammersmith back in 1953. I'm 86. Um, so... Six years later, I did my NDD and those kind of things, which was what they did in the 50s. And I trained as a potter. You had to take another thing. So I did printing and pot ceramics was my main. Um, I think it was affiliated to London University or something like that. And then I went back to Zimbabwe and it was just the writing was on the wall. We had a, a, a war of independence. Mugabe had really... I won't, but you can fill in the bits and pieces. So I decided to come and I I thought I was engaged to a person. We decided to go to Australia. And um, that's how I come to be in Australia. My husband's no, no longer alive, but um, I did a lot of teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I went and did pedagogics or whatever it is as an extra thing my sixth year I was hoping to go to the Royal College and um, money ran out and so that was that but anyhow um, so I came to Australia and I think it's taught at various high schools and I had um, oh, a, a sort of checkered a little bit I didn't have any equipment, so I used to go and dig clay at a friend's place yeah. and then, you know, make a little raku. So I sort of kept my pottery alive. But um, what else can I tell you? Eventually, uh, we kept, oh, I was in New Britain, which is an island off Papua. I don't know if you can, you can imagine New Guinea and then yeah, you've yeah. got... Um, number of islands going out to Bougainville. And my husband was a tropical agriculturalist. He was from Holland. Anyway, I had a kill in, in New Guinea and so on. And then the bottom fell out of the cocoa. Uh, it got a very bad disease. And so my husband decided to come to Australia. We decided to come to Australia. And he went back to university and I taught. And I'm getting a very muddled. I'm sorry, Will. I'm a bit muddled. Not not muddled, muddled, but I'm not giving you a good picture. And I worked in a like a, a, a an art school, teaching pottery and fire kilns and so on. And then we decided to move up north. But and so we went to places like Kananara and so on. But it was very difficult to get. Um, to buy a property. It was absolutely horrendously expensive. In about 18, uh, 1988, I settled, we settled in Broome and there was a good market because it's a very touristy town uh, mm. during the high season. We have like 30 or 40,000 tourists and, and that was to sell my pots. Um, I've got fairly big kiln, a big gas kiln. I've got a couple of other kilns and I have a workshop which um, is sort of out on the, it's, it's a veranda, but from in Broome, it gets nice and warm most of the day. I mean, yeah. it's like, I don't know, 35, 36 most days. So it's good. Um, and I, my work, I have a couple of exhibitions. Mm. Um, I think I've had four in the last whatever. So that gives you a bit of an idea. So pottery has been my, my great 
love. And I think it's been, my mother died, unfortunately, when I was four, but she was one of Leach's first students oh, wow. and was going to marry David Leach. Yeah. And then I think her parents said, you can't live in a caravan for the rest of your life or, you know, come home. So she had to go back to South Africa. But so Leach um, was an influence for her. It's not an influence for me. I'm more um, sort of, I've broken out of that very traditional and I tend to do very fairly abstract, mm -hmm. but it's also, I do make plates, cups and teapots and all that stuff, but I, I'm very much leaning towards sculptural, yeah. sculptural stuff in stoneware. Um, what else can I tell you, Will? That's enough, isn't it? Well, yeah. So, I, mean... <laughs> I can see your face looking worried. No, 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 my face okay. is not looking worried at all. That was a bit jumbled, a no, bit jumbled. It's fine. It's bit fine. Jumbled. But pottery, is, pottery has been my great love. Yeah. And so, I should call it ceramics, shouldn't I? You can call it whatever you want. Um, I think, um, what is it that attracts you to pottery? Because my great love is painting. And frankly, part of the attraction for me, and one of the reasons I use oil paint, is that I yeah. really love the feeling that you get when you're painting with oil paints, a sort of very tactile sort of feedback. I mean, is that part of the appeal for you with pottery? Look, I do a lot of drawing and painting as well, and I know what you're saying. It's moving crayons around, moving paint around. That's what gives you a great deal of... Um, it's more than pleasure. It's a kind of... Um, it's making our, your ideas work. Mm. It's making your head understand what's around you yeah. in a way, I think. When you look, you know, Therese has now changed quite... Have you seen her recent work? Well, yes, because we were doing an exhibition together. You went for that exhibition? Yeah, in, um, in um, Cornwall. I was one of the ex exhibitors with her. Um, so I saw her most recent stuff, the seascapes she does. Um, I really like them. I like the way that she, her seascapes look in from the sea to the land rather than out, which is more what most people do. I think that's very, quite interesting, actually. Yeah, a couple of years ago, it was really tight. It was sort of sea and rocks and sky. And she's now really exploring more than that. She did a couple of pictures of, you know, the caves. I love Cornwall. I used to go and work when I was in London. I'd work on a farm down near Truro, or Grand mm. Pound Road. I don't know if you know where Grand Pound Road is. Anyhow, um, and I worked on this farm every six years. Every Easter, I'd go down and... You know how the sheep get on their backs and they can't get up again yeah. and various things. Anyhow, Therese is now really exploring textures. She's exploring. It's, it's, it's more than just a pretty picture. She's really giving you a feeling of, well, with me, for years, I've, I can almost smell the Cornish. I don't know how to explain it, Will. Um, a Cornish day on a hot summer's day. There's nothing like it. It's really very interesting. And I, I think her, her, her work is much more, you look at it and you see something else in it and you look again and you see something else. And that's what painting is about, is it's exploring um, a, a place. And I, 
I thought her picture of the cave was very interesting. And, you know, it was Cornish smugglers. And not that I'm being, I'm being a bit funny with that. But I just thought the last six months, she's really loosened up hugely. You know, it's no longer, as I said, sea, rock, sky. Her sky is just like bloody Turner gone mad. You know, it's really good. Yeah. Anyhow, you... I'm talking too much. Tell me more what you okay. I'm, I'm just are working interested. on. Is, 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 does, Am I interviewing you? You should be interviewing me. Interview each other. <laughs> so I know exactly what you mean. And one of the tutors, okay. Dan, says, what's the point of painting just a pretty picture? If you want a pretty landscape, just look out the window. Um, you're right. It has to be something more than that. So I'm, I have sort of two interests, which are still life and landscape. Um, and one of the epiphanies I had on the New Lynn course was that I paint still lifes like they're landscapes, and I paint landscapes like they're still lives. If that makes, I mean, it, it's quite difficult to explain, but um, I, so a seascape. I'll me, think about what you said. Yeah. Go on. So a landscape for me only really works if there's an interesting and unusual object of some kind in it and that has, could be a tree or a building i particularly like standing stones yep. old neolithic stones um but really then the landscape just becomes a context for that object in it so i'm not yep. really painting the landscapes i'm just painting that particular object in the context you're feeling about that yep. yeah yeah exactly it it I mean, that sounds very sort of banal to say you're feeling, but, you know, Will, when you say um, sit down and there's this enormous sky and an enormous rock or something, but there's this, and I get a bit, uh, I can't really, I can in a way put my, uh, my, my words correctly, but it's sometimes a bit overwhelming. Yep. To get that feeling of enormity, yeah, yeah, ah, oh, that, yeah, and I. Anyhow, okay, next question. <laughs> you, I've digressed. No, I mean, what I'm interested in, do, because yes, there are those things in painting, but do you, do you have those sort of? Is there the same kind of feelings and um, desires when you're doing pottery? Are you trying to express something like that, or is there a different process? Well, what. I've, I'll try and be uh, fairly clear. I might pick up a wee stone or I might pick up um, a piece of something. And it's so beautiful. It's so, I want some of that to rub off onto me. So the only way I can do it is to make something and hope that some of that that excitement that I felt that I call it beauty or I call it, um, mm. uh, I go back to the stone and these are wee stone that I picked up the other day. And I've, we've got a wood firing south of Perth next week. It's going to be awful cold, but still. Um, but I saw this wee stone and I probably pen stones. They're fairly large, but it was they were so beautiful, and I wanted some of that, as I said, to stick in stick in my brain, so that um, I got 
um, uh, another dimension in my head. Why that stone? I'm just taking the stone. Will I pick up a piece of wood? Yeah. And it is. I turn it around in my hands, and I love it. And I think, oh, I'm going to make something which has made a thrill for me. And that's that doesn't make sense, does it? But no, basically, I want some me. of that that thrill to rub yeah. off onto me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly. So what you mean. sometimes it's okay. And yeah. And, Unfortunately, and so I'm going to barge ahead, Bill. But with pottery, it's I, I dig my own clay I'm no longer because I've got enough clay. So then you've got to process it because you've got to add felspar and so on to it. And then you've got to make it into clay and then you make the object. It's a very long process in a way. Then you've got to fire it. So I have tried to see some of the qualities maybe the smoothness or it might have been a color or it might have been just the sheer shape that's really made me feel really happy and mm. it's just there are a number of different steps to pottery before you get to the end so sometimes they're to total failures and you just put it in the this garden fill but you've learned something anyway because you think well yeah, I should have done that differently. So every time, nothing's wasted. There's no, when I say wasted, not material-wise, no time. People say, how long have you been doing that? And I say, oh, I don't know, six months or so. But you sort of something drives you because you want some yeah. loved to be able to sit part of, of, of oneself. And it's a bit selfish, but it, it's, that's what drives me. Okay, well. I've talked to love. Well, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think there is something inherently selfish about producing art because, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it can yeah. be anything else because you're acting on your own interest and your own drives and your own desire to do something and produce something. Um, and whenever I've tried to move, because I'm, I'm sure you would have, you have this as well. Whenever I make a conscious decision to open up a little bit so whenever i make a conscious decision to try and produce art that is the painting i have certain paintings that are more commercially successful than others and whenever i make a tri conscious decision to try and produce more of those it, it's never as satisfying and they're never as good i don't know if you have the same dynamic with pottery as well when you say good i often question people and say something will be I, I you're saying and I say to people don't look at it as good or um, become part of your understanding of what you're doing and that's am I preaching such an important part that it it gives one such pleasure it's not a waste of time because every time you do it there's something good going to come out of it. You must stop me for almost like I'm over-talking. So no, I'll try over not, I, I promise. I'm, I'm just moving to okay. a different I'm not going to apologize I'm, anymore. started doing some work just outside. I can the see the pictures at the back. Yeah, well, these, okay. I'm moving to a different room because someone's just started doing some work outside that room and so the noise was getting 
a bit much. Um, okay. But um, yeah, I, well, I know what you mean. I suppose good is not the right word then. It's sort of you produce something and it doesn't feel... I suppose you're producing it for the wrong reasons, right? Um, it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. It doesn't feel like... Oh, okay. I can see what you're saying, yeah. 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 It feels mechanical rather than... And if I produce a... Sorry, say that again? I've made a couple of pots. I, I know what it's like. You look at a pot, you think, no, nah, it just hasn't worked. And rather than having it around like a bad smell, you 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 crush it up because yeah. you've learned a bit and it'll probably an, annoy you a bit that you... And the next time, but you've learned something from that and that is what's so interesting. And the same with your paintings, mm. that you'll be... You'll try perhaps a different technique and some of them will make your knees tremble because they'll be so interesting and you'll do it again. And yeah, but I didn't mean to be critical when I said no, good. No, I didn't take it as critical. Don't worry. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, moved. I can see long stripes, Will. What are my, they? It's the, the banisters from my stairs. Um, it's just oh, the banisters. Okay. They're quite a striking image, though, aren't they? Yes, they are. Sometimes, if you get behind that, you would have be cut into pieces. It would be what's the picture like a cat or something on the wall? So that is a picture that my my grandmother was an artist. I'll try and get closer so I can show you. So you, she used to paint well in all, all kinds of things, but she used to do these quite good. Um, hang on, pastel drawings so, find oh, okay so it's yep. a cat attacking a frog yeah oh okay so, there's the frog just leaping away yeah, yeah, yeah looks a bit like jeremy fisher isn't I, that I, interesting because will have you tried sometimes to use cat on dash the crayons which are also water soluble i've not Swiss no firm I mean, I've used to colour um, sticks, but not water-soluble crayons. Yeah. You can scratch through them and so on. I really enjoy using, because I'm out in the bush sometimes, you have, yeah, you if you have oil paint, the little bees come, you know, the little bush bees, they love the smell of the turpentine. So I tend to use this caron d'ache which is really a nice meat. But I use other things, pencil I'll scratch through, or I'll get, you know, a, a sharp stick and scratch through the layers and so on. For me, it, it's it's a wonderful um, painting and, and so on. When will I see some of your work? Would Therese have taken some pictures from an exhibition? Maybe. I'll, I'll send you a link once we finish um, speaking. I'll send okay. you a link to my website and you can have a look at that because that has some of my work up on it. I'll have to ask Kiara to see if she can help me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel that and I won't apologise anymore. Ask me something else. So <laughs> how much then, do, because I think everybody has this, you have a sort of main practice, which in your case is pottery, and then you have sketching and other things that go around it. I mean, do you go out looking for images in the landscape that you then turn into sculptural pottery, or is it not as um, um, joined up as that? When 
okay, I pick up a lot of sticks and mm. um, timber and so on, and I'll incorporate that. I'll make, a, I've done now, I think probably close on 70 teapots, um, and a new lot. I had one exhibition, just memories. So there were pieces of wood my husband and I had picked up, and I was in China and so on, and there's some wonderful pieces of wood in New Zealand. They have, oh, I can't, I, I, I really go mad in New Zealand. Anyhow, and then I look at the, I, I have in my head, I look at the piece of wood and I'll make a pot and then I'll make that piece of wood be, say, the handle or perhaps some appendage to that pot. So, oh, <laughs> Oh, ah. well, this is a, a, my friend I'm with. So I've used sandalwood here, and mm -hmm. I think I've, um, Omar Khayyam, I think I've written, oh, the Rubiat. So I had in my head, I wanted this little round pot. This is long ago, and this is sandalwood, which is terribly hard, but I wanted the feeling of roundness and smoothness. And there's been a, so you can't, of course, this has got to be separately fired mm. and you can't add that on. So I made provision because this one is with sil silver wire. I'm not sure. This might be stainless steel wire. So I try and I, I wanted this feeling. So I saw my sandalwood. I have quite a lot of sandalwood. It's very, very, very hard. It is like, I can tell you, you sit for two or three hours with a bit of 1400 wet and dry and you might get a little bit of a surface but anyhow so my timber that i or wood that i find mm -hmm. nowadays i will look at it and i'll maybe see it sounds a bit corny um the other day i picked up a piece of wood or no the person who i'm in how and whose house i'm in she was further down the coast and she found a piece of wood and it looks like a bird, but it's not a bird. But mm. I'm now planning in my head, I'll make a connection in that. I'll send you some pictures, Will. And, yeah, um, you do. So this, well, I think I'll make a handle out of it. So these pieces of timber, I've got to live with it for a few days. I have it hanging around, you know, and I look at it and I won't. I'll make maybe three or four pots before I decide on the one that I think is the best for that particular. Oh, that was nice, Christine. Yeah, she she um she she must have bought this an exhibition that yes, I had. And then this one. <laughs> so there's a oh, big story Christine. with this one. Oh you've got your teddy bear. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this now is we've a got bit of sandalwood. But I oh thank you, Christine. Christine's bought, so this was a teddy bear. Again, this was one of my exhibitions with memory. And this teddy bear, I want, he, well, eventually, but I kept the eye. And there's my memory of an eye and um, the ear of the teddy bear. Yeah. I think I went a bit mad with putting on. But what I do is make, make the teapot. And then, of course, that shrinks probably 10, 11%. So I make provision and having timber, I can alter the, I put in a, 
a stainless steel stud in there. I've made provision. You see those little yeah. lugs there. So that'll have a hole in it. And then when I come to fixing the two together, the timber can be altered because this would have shrunk a bit. So, but that I make provision that that I have got oh Christy. So <laughs> Look at that just... funny looking, but the teddy bear had the, the teddy bear had these huge ears. And yeah. there's the tea, there's a teapot. Oh, anyhow, that's telling you enough. Thank you, yeah. Christine. That's this is I'm in Christine's house and um she must have bought a couple of things at exhibitions. Anyhow, we'll I won't apologize. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to. Christine Louise. No, no, I stopped. Anyhow, that's how I try and marry yeah. the memories of picking up that wood perhaps on a beach or now that Christine Louise has given me a lovely piece of timber. And as I said, it's, ooh, it's been a couple of months now, but it's just it's sitting where I can look at it for quite a long time and then I'll go and make two or three pots and then I'll see which, and I have in my mind what kind of shape I, I'm thinking about. Um, and that's, okay, enough of that said. Well, yeah, I mean. Just tell me a little bit about your grandmother. Did she have a cat that she drew? Or, and it, that no, I think picture that to, you've got there. I think she tend, they tended to be neighbor's cats or friend's cats. So they, they she had a oh, dog, okay. Okay. which appeared in lots of her paintings, but. The, all of those are my dad has all of those it was his his mom um but she used to do a lot of landscapes um and quite a lot of portraits i mean my one of my sort of regrets is i didn't really start painting or drawing until i was in my 30s and she died when i was 19 so it, it it's a regret of mine that yeah. i didn't get in, involved in this while she was still alive because that that could have been quite an interesting bond between us, I think. Um, but because she was Same quite... with me, Will. My mum died when I was... Yeah. Sorry, my mum died when I was four. But the clay was there yeah. and the wheel, she had a wheach kick wheel, you know. Um, and obviously uh, the same thing. What a pity she didn't live, you know. And that's... Mm. But you live, you know, you, you sort of think, well perhaps this is what she would like or this is what she'd be interested in and so on. So you, but you you remember a little bit about your grandmother? I know quite a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I remember going That's to her good. studio, going to her studio a lot. I mean, she did a portrait of me once and I remember sitting for that, but she had this wonderful large studio annexed to her house. Um, and it was a great space. Ah. And I always loved being there and always felt sort of very calm or relaxed in there. And I wonder yeah, if yeah, yeah. I wonder to what extent my love of art is just that association with that artistic space, actually. And um because I love it's interesting, isn't it, Will? Where, mm. where the connections come from. And I don't want to be I think the term is sort of too highfalutin, because I mean sometimes I read a book and I have to read the page again because it's gobbledygook as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but I don't want to become too no but it is you know honestly some of these uh, they go on and on about you know all sorts of uh, psychological stuff and you know when something is is 
as I said, made you your knees tremble. You know what yeah. I mean? You know when something will now you're painting more. Mm. Um you go back to Newland to do another year? Or yes, so I'm going that's back the end. It's no, I'm going back in September to do another year, but um I've got a number of other projects. So I've got an exhibition starting yeah. in um uh, on this Saturday actually in two days time in a local town. Um so um oh. yeah. Where can I ask where you live? You live in Cornwall? No, I don't actually. I live near Oxford. Um so oh, okay. I live about, yeah, 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 yeah. Um so not far from London. Um you're having the exhibition in Oxford. Well, a small town called Wallingford, which is outside of Oxford. But I've yeah, I've, sort of, out, yeah, yeah. I've joined a sort of little it's collective still, that's yeah. based there. Yeah. Because it's I, I, hard I'm, getting a body of work together, isn't it? It is. But one of the main hard, benefits, not hard. Um it's I I paint quite quickly and I produce quite a lot, but then it's then a question of editing that down into something consistent. So I yeah, paint yeah. like you ground up the pots you don't like. I paint over the paintings I don't like. And in fact, some of my most successful paintings have been painted over previous paintings that I don't like anymore, um, which is quite interesting, I think. But um, I think that's good to do that, don't you? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because you feel like, it feels like I haven't wasted the previous thing. It feels like in some physical way, I'm incorporating those lessons. And also they show through a bit because the texture and some of the colors show through the, from the old painting into the new painting a bit. But it's good in a way because it's almost like a kind of little memory that's still there. Yeah. And do you sometimes build up and use some of the textures that are coming through and oh, so definitely. on? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll choose a painting. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, I'll choose a painting that I've painted over that's got a certain texture and go, oh, that'd be really good for this idea I've got. And then paint over yeah. that yeah. with whatever it is. And sometimes I have you know, three or four layers of paintings before I end up with one or the, on the yeah. finished layer that I think, okay, that's the one I'm keeping with. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll... we'll... Uh, pottery sometimes I've just done it now I will reglaze if I like that pot or like it is the wrong word but if I feel that I could um, get it more to what I wanted I'll reglaze it's very difficult in a way because it is already um, if you, you know what a, a pot is like when it's yeah. been first it's very absorbent for the first lot of glaze then the second lot it becomes vitrified. Mm. So there's nowhere for the, because you use the vehicle for the glaze is water. Mm. And, you know, you've got silica. and So you've got to warm up the pot a bit so that there was, a, there's some of the glaze will sit on this. Sometimes, and I know American potters, they'll glaze 10, 10 times till they get what they want. Um, I haven't had the, not the guts, but I haven't. I feel that after three refires, that's it. I just yeah. feel that starting, you know, do another one. It's 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 just you you know that you, you never. It's like 
a sow's ear. I think that's the right. Yep. You know, you can't make something something that doesn't, you know, is not going to work. Well, you're going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely get a feel for it after a while. You know if something has. Yeah. Um, you know if you can rescue something. Come through. Yeah. But, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's great. So I hope your exhibition is going. Yep. I'm listening. Well, thank you very much. I was just want, um, wondering. So, you got have you got exhibitions coming up then in Broome? Um, yeah, they're not very uh, amazing, but I'll have another one. Um, and I don't know if we've got time. Yep. Somebody gave me the most amazing piece of wood, timber. Mm. It's about a meter across. Cuts up, and sometimes gum trees have got holes in them, and so he's given me the slab, and I thought I'd do the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, but I've got eight, nine people. I don't want them to look too human, but Mad Hatter, and I've just been rereading Alice in Wonderland and so on and realising, so they'll sit around this piece of timber. They're only as far as here, and some of them I might have put a hand like that, just, and then... Um, uh, they're very semi sort of abstract. I don't know if you know any European sculptors, but mm. I, I, they, you don't have eyes that look, they look, you know, they're eyes, but they're not, not eyes. And yep. you know, there's a mouth, but it's a sort of a suggestion of a mouth. Anyhow, so they're going to sit around and then in front of each person will be like a tea set. So I've had good fun making and then there'll be a stack of plates and if people want to they can buy but it's more the fun as i said this lovely piece of timber and then down yeah. the middle is this opening it's probably about <laughs> a foot long and quite wide and i think what i'll do is to have like a little forest in there um of porcelain pieces anyhow it's 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 still in the pipeline it's been for a year in the pipeline so um, I, I'm not great. committing myself yet, and uh, <laughs> it's just a bit of fun. Uh, it's more. I'm just. I'm just. Um, what's the word for it? Pandering to Angela's sort of thing of making stuff is well, really think, good fun to make. Have yeah. an idea, make it. Yeah, it's really really good fun. Well. I don't know if you've got anything from this because I've ended I have. up questioning you, but it was interesting when Therese, well, Therese is, has said, you know, that you, you've done some interesting work and so on. I think Therese and Will, um, Therese, if she have to work, would just do her painting. And mm. I know she's sometimes exhausted because you know endless patience with all sorts of sniffles and so on and when she retires she really will i think <laughs> she's going are you going to iona are you going to iona no i'm not unfortunately no i'm not because I'm, I'm going oh, to italy with oh. my partner so I'll be, I'll be in florence when they're in iona oh, but that's still uh, you know iona would be she's got a week i think up in iona mm. and that's up in the islands can you imagine the atmospherics that she can i'm hoping yeah. but where about are you going to go number of different places in italy 
Yes, well, we're staying just outside Siena. Or you're so staying gonna... one sort no, of place was... and just, just really... Yeah, well, we're staying just outside Siena, so we'll do Siena and Florence and, and the little towns around there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, um, I've never been because to... Because it's some... such a long taking, yeah. yeah. And it, think of the smells and think of the colours. It's going to just... You're going to have the most amazing. You won't be able to go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably Anyhow, true. Anyhow, thanks, Will. Is there yeah, thanks very much. That, um, oh no, thank you for being very patient. And, no, no, um, it's it's been a great pleasure. Whether you make head out of that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, nice to speak to thanks, you. Will. How do we, Will? I've got to get Sarah to 